Hey kids, do you hear us talk about the Trauma Kids and how we should have made a shirt for the Trauma Kids? Well, now you can. <laughs> if you go to somegoodshows.biz slash merch, you can get a Trauma Kids t-shirt or the big T, which is our logo on a t-shirt. You can get a bunch of different clothings uh, that correspond to different programs that we make. There's even a shirt that says just Bakugo is good on it. You should get that because Bakugo is pretty good, but you already know that. You're listening to this episode of this podcast. Uh, what else is there? There's a bunch of stuff, man. Go check it out. There's one that says I fucking listen to podcasts or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm on drugs half the time when I make this shit. Have a good day. To the big three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia, episode by episode, and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm dead. <laughs> Hi. I, was, I once again forgot the name that I use uh, professionally, but that's okay. I'm Jessica Howard. 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 <laughs> How are you doing, everyone? <laughs> What's so funny is it's like, so the reason why I stumble for those of you who listen and were like, why does this bitch not remember her name? <laughs> I'm married. But like, the thing is, is legally, I never even took his last name. So I don't know why in my head I'm like, oh, I got to be careful not to say, say the other. I don't know. Yeah, eat shit, Andrew. <laughs> I know you listen to this shit. I will walk into the living room at like 730 in the morning on Friday and he's just like listening to this. I'm like, haven't you had enough of me? <laughs> I, I i got into my girlfriend's car like about maybe a month ago because we were going somewhere and like this just started auto playing on her phone and she was just like uh, uh and i'm like uh. <laughs> so speaking of this show let's do that uh we're gonna talk about episodes 60 through 63 and we're finally going to meet the reason why we are called the big three that's chappy <laughs> that's chappy <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, like, the reason why we cry. And I was like, yes. The reason why. And the reason is you. <laughs> um, let's go to the notes. Let's go to the notes. Um, we are at, we're, we're over 60,000 words on my notes app. Fucking humble brag over here. <laughs> no, it's, it is a cry for help, Cam. <laughs> if anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also, I also just want to get ahead of this. Um, I didn't get any ads this week, so we can just, oh, hell just yeah. up. So the big ad free. Yeah. Holy shit. Y'all, are you ready for the most trauma kids in this shit in the world? Let's fucking, let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> trauma, trauma kids. <laughs> shirt available now so uh the uh, trauma number one right back at the exam results we get our answer for who passed and failed and actually there's a clever detail in the opening of the show that told us who was going to pass and fail from the very beginning the end shot where everybody's hanging out mm. uh there are two kids that are not facing the camera and that's bakugo and shoto oh mm. <laughs> that shot where like hagakure does the point thing or whatever and everyone's like hanging out and relaxing shoto and bakugo are facing away and it's like and here you just thought they were being edgy <laughs> <laughs> so deku passed everybody passed except for obviously like i said shoto and bakugo fucking rules 
Um, and that's not bad. Out of a hundred of people, eighteen of them are from one A. That's you guys did good. Yeah. So I I had like thoughts. Whoa. Uh, going into this episode, yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> I put I, I sit down in my thinking chair and think. Blues Clues Shippuden over here. Mm. Yeah. Um. No. I I was thinking like okay because I had no idea who had passed until I started watching this episode. And I'm like, I wonder when they're going to tell me. And it was the fucking first line of the episode. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but I thought uh, my, going into it, I was like, okay, I just kind of assumed that Deku was probably going to pass because he's the main character. And sometimes the show does do that. Um, but I was like, okay, but like, I, I didn't think that as many other people would have passed. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it was going to be Deku. And in my mind, I was like, all right, they better kind of show their work on that one because I feel like he didn't do as much as everybody else if that were the case. But like knowing that almost every single other person passed, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Like that that, that tracks. All right. Mm -hmm. I feel better about that. And he like kind of barely passed too, right? Like they were going over the numbers and like Momo was like, oh, I got 91. (laughs) And like, does Momo kicked ass? (laughs) Like she deserved that shit. Deku was like, I got like 64 because I was just kind of standing around a lot. And I like literally laugh at that every time I hear that because I just think of him just like the standing emoji just in the background. Yeah, I, I, I definitely was prepared going into this episode to be like, all right, let's unpack this. Like, I feel like maybe they were just kind of pushing the plot along or something, but no, I, I feel like everybody that passed or failed, like, absolutely deserved mm-hmm. it. So I have no complaints. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Jess, when you first watched it, did you think that everybody that passed was going to pass, or did you think that, like, Bakugo and Shoto were both going to fail? Or I thought that there were going to be some major characters that were going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that, like, so much of 1A passed um, just because there are a lot of like Mineta. How the fuck did Mineta <laughs> pass that I mean, test? he got to the second round. Ra- well, I guess we never saw him do anything in the like rescue We section. never saw him do anything in the entire show, bud. <laughs> well, he did have a moment in the last episode where he was That's true. Where he, where yeah. he passed, but yeah. Um, yeah, I wish he passed on from this fucking mortal coil. And, and Sue, in the first part, she literally just fell asleep in a cold room, <laughs> and, and, it, yeah. and that's all she did. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. I feel like they wanted this to be like super high stakes and like, oh yeah, like multiple like like classes and schools and grades mm-hmm. are doing this, and like it's super selective and super limited. So it's like one. It's like one of those rare times in my hero where I'm like, but everybody from one yeah. A passed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so it's one of those rare moments where that is kind of how I feel a little bit on it. No, and that's and that's a hundred percent valid. I do like uh, the the only positive of mm-hmm. Mineta passing this test to me is that he immediately turns around and uh, starts being much more of a piece of shit, and it just gives me more reason <laughs> to hate him for it. Shout out to Tenya, though, who's just like, <laughs> He just claps up. him on yeah, his ears yeah. and he's like, stop <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, man, I would have just fucking thrown him. He, he's very easily thrown. Um, <laughs> I love that, like, not everyone passed, and the people that didn't pass are the people that acted up. Like Bakugo was cussing at people. You can't fucking do that. And he didn't yeah. participate in the uh, the end fight. He just kind of like walked around and yelled at the elderly for an hour. And that was what he did. So like, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, bud, you don't get to pass. As and like, do. Shoto almost 
killed the earthquake boy with his fire on accident. So like, why don't yep. I like, and you almost cooked uh gang orca, but you know that that's fine. That's you're supposed to do that one. But like, this is not like for a gag or like for a temporary thing. Like as Mara says, like you got to go through like a three month like thing and you're going to get your licenses anyway. Mm -hmm. But like, you guys aren't heroes yet. And like, that's, I'm glad mm -hmm. that there's like some consequences. Shoto seems to accept it. Um, Inasa, the wind guy from Shiketsu, he failed as well. He's pretty sad about it. And Bakugo is, is Bakugo mm -hmm. about it. I like that he immediately like goes over to Kirishima. Yeah. Red, red hair dude. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I like that he immediately goes over to him and it's just like, show me your fucking notes right now. <laughs> He's like, like, I haven't even read mine yet, but <laughs> it's like, buddy, stop. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know what it was about watching this particular part of this show but a lot of just the hero society like faults started really showing to me like and i don't know if it's something that i just like no it's, knew it's, about it going just it just got political in the manga cam it didn't this, oh okay okay yeah um i mean i don't want to get political here because i know the show is not political yes um no i just thought it was i i don't know if it was like the the synapses finally fucking fired in my brain or something <laughs> Thing. just thinking about the nature of crime because they kept talking about criminals and i'm like <laughs> yeah okay but like i think hero society might have like just the invention of heroes might be sociologically one of the worst things that happened to <laughs> things that are going on because all they want to do is it's just an excuse to like use their powers and kind of show off and like do cool shit and it's like ticket quotas for real cops totally mm -hmm. yeah and it just it just like crime would not be bad if you took all of the resources that you are devoting to like, for lack of a better term, just fucking arming up these teenagers uh, <laughs> and instead just, you know, focusing on actual things that make a difference in people's lives. It's almost like real life. Um, <laughs> it's almost like this is something that is going to be talked about in like two episodes. Also, mm, I'm, I'm doing finger guns right now. <laughs> Yeah, like, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, y'all have the wrong priorities here. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, these are these characters and that's what they're doing. And like, you know, Stain this is... wanted to be a hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, there's other villains later on that wanted to be heroes, too. But the system failed them. Yeah. And so because the system sucks, because like, honestly, like, yeah, having heroes is good, but like focusing so much on the stick instead of the carrot is how we get here. And like, mm -hmm. I knew that was the case because we've like talked about it a lot on this show, but I think this was the first time I felt like it was super, super, super outwardly shown, or at least it clicked for me. The show is like, you're here now. We all know that you're here watching it and you like it. Now we're going to start telling you explicitly that this was what we were trying to say the whole time. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like, shout out to the fact that the show is basically about police reform. Yeah. It's about police reform and child soldiers, dude. Like yeah. it really yeah. is like, that's like I'm, I say it a lot, but like there is an arc called the war arc later on. Cool. So, Hey, yeah. Also, if, uh, 
if you want to if you want to at me on twitter and be an asshole about that one i don't engage in anime twitter sorry and two i have a bunch of shit muted so i probably don't see you so you're screaming <laughs> into the void so eat shit thanks bye i'll call tim <laughs> apple and have them ip block your phone from yeah. our podcast you don't get to listen to it at that point yeah so anyway back to the sh- the actual show inasa comes up to shoto and is like i'm very sorry and like slams his head <laughs> on the ground his bows are my favorite thing in the fucking world. Just like one frame. <laughs> yeah. Shoto is like, the legacy I bear as the son of that man is something I must bear as I aim to become a hero. And he's like, so actually, like, I was a dick to you, and that's the reason why this whole thing happened. So I literally started it. Which is, like, super big of Shoto to to realize. Like, he can't just be like, okay, I don't like my dad, so now I'm different. <laughs> like, you can't you can't do that. You have to actually change. Yeah. And there's gonna be some lingering thoughts around that as you continue in life. Maybe ignoring trauma is not a good idea, you know? Well, it's almost, it kind of goes back to, I believe, at the beginning of season three when they're showing all of the characters again. I think mm. Aizawa's doing his, like, recap, right? He's like, and this is this kid, and this is this kid. And then when he gets to Todoroki, he's like, and this is Endeavor's son yeah. and like and we talked about it in that episode of the big three we were like we have to remember that even if like for us like we met Todoroki outside of Endeavor so we just think of Todoroki as like this guy with a really shitty dad but for mm-hmm. everybody else it's like oh no that's Endeavor's son like yeah. that is the thing that hangs over him and so like in this episode you see how that stigma and that hanging over him literally contributed to his failure mm-hmm he is the Dale Earnhardt Jr. of cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, that a, started as a real thought, but then I was like, nope. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sentence, Nate. <laughs> if, if this was one of our jokier shows, then that, that would be the, that would be the, the, the title. title of this. Yeah. So um, we mentioned that it's a demerit system. If you get under 50 points, you fail. But the, the um, Hero Commission wanted to watch the kids and make sure they know what they need to improve on so that they can improve and be good heroes. So in from the point of view of the hero society, that's a good thing, right? Deku got clocked for showing up and going, oh, shit, to that one, to that one kid. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, it's like you like got stabbed, you're in an alley bleeding out, there's some bad guys around, a superhero comes, looks at you, says, oh, fuck, that looks awful. I don't know if you're going to make it. I'll try, but... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I can see fucking bone. Jesus. He just fucking walks over and just fucking... Takes just... a picture. <laughs> Just walks over to you and just fucking projectile vomits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So Deku has a provisional license now, which means that you can work with agencies in an official capacity and f- use your powers outside of um, school grounds without Hogwarts yelling at you or whatever the hell. With All My Gone, Mara is like, more criminals are going to appear. This is the thing that Cam started to talk about. Like, more criminals are going to show mm-hmm. up and... Like, you young people are the ones that are going to inherit society. And as he says this, the camera is on um, Turtleneck Girl and Earthquake Boy. And their school treated this whole exam like a game, even though they did pass. And it's kind of hard to think about what people like them would do in the event of a real, like, societal collapse. Like, you can't have, you can't min-max 
a disaster, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's an, it would be interesting to see what they would do in a real scenario like that. But Mera's basically like, this is not a plateau for you guys to relax on. This is your starting line to being heroes. Deku texting his mom and All Might is very, very good. It's, cool. um, it's so good. This is mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of mom and dad, Joke and Eraserhead saying they should do a joint training <laughs> exercise is also very, very good. Mm. I love Joke. I it, I don't think we see her. Yeah, she's on our podcast. <laughs> we don't see her again in the show for many, many uh, arcs, but she's good. I also would like to do a joint training exercise. <laughs> yeah, you sure would, bud. <laughs> Weed is legal in California. <laughs> do a joint training exercise. Oh, no, I, was th- I was thinking, you know, like body joints. No, I know. Good, I know. Good. You're talking yeah, about no. having the sex. I was sex. talking about sex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. But the sex. I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking about Aizawa like and if he does weed or not. Mm. Yeah, have you fucking seen him? I don't like, know. He needs to have his I don't know. I saw the fucking like just him sitting at his computer in the next episode. That dude absolutely tokes up. Like, <laughs> do you think that he went through? Did he go through a dreads phase? <laughs> oh shit! No, mm. I actually think he didn't because his hair floats when he uses his, his power. So I yeah, think it was probably yeah. like, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't give off the like white people dreads vibes. No, no. Nah, I, he, I'm, he just, I'm mostly teasing him. Yeah. Shota Aizawa with a with a Bob Marley poster in his room <laughs> is like very funny to think about. Yeah. Nah. He 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 would just get, he would just get stoned and hang out with his cats. Yeah. And Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. I'd watch that. I like to imagine it's really just like him in his apartment, barely furnished cats, and he's just stoned and Mike comes over and is like, hey, bud. I like the idea of Mike really stoned, but like how people like, you know, talk a little bit more relaxed whenever they're high. He's Mm -hmm. still just screaming. Mm -hmm. Okay, spark up! I hate the show so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the kids that all passed say to um, Shoto and Bakugo, like, we know you'll catch up. We believe in you, which is like so nice. You know, it's not like they are like, oh no, something happened to them. But they're friends now, especially after going through this. And so they are mm-hmm. more apt to be just like, you can do it, which is like, it gets me, it gives me the good chemicals. <laughs> it's very, very good. Mm. I feel like. Largely, Todoroki takes this pretty well. He does, yeah, because mm-hmm. he he knows he knows he wicked beefed it. He like completely understands. Like he's not a stupid no. kid. Yeah, he's just like, all right, cool. Like I'll, I'll just fix it later. It's fine. Like I I know what I got to do. Bakugo knows why he fucked up too, which we'll get mm-hmm. to later. But yeah, yeah. Like I actually really think it's a clever like story design thing because in the arc after this one it's a really easy way to take like Bakugo and Shoto out of the equation and like let mm-hmm. a couple of other characters have the chance to mm-hmm. um, shine. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to fucking knock down your top two students down a peg. Like that's just what you got to do. Exactly. And speaking of Shoto, Inasa afterwards runs up to him and he's just like, Hey, sorry, I still don't like you. Bye. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> wish I could do that to people in real life. Just run up to them and say, I don't like you. And then you say, that's all for now. And leave. <laughs> Me, the last day of PAX. <laughs> <laughs> so Deku is like, oh shit, cousin it. Um, how did that one girl do all those tricks? And he's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> and he's like, that was Cammy, but... 
Uh, she actually left a little while ago. And I love the mood here, like the wind shifts. Mm -hmm. We see Cammy walking down an alley as the body of Cammy melts away, revealing Toga, the girl that wanted blood in the camp incident, and the girl that when Inasa bowed the first time and started bleeding, she came out of the corner and said, oh, blood. That was Toga the whole time. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Didn't catch that. That This is why she wanted blood in the camp incident. This is the reason why she was Uraraka. It wasn't because she saw the festival. It's because she had her fucking blood from mm. the camp uh, incident. Yeah. So no wonder she wanted blood. No wonder she wanted to see Deku beat up. She wanted to talk about being Stain when she got recruited. Mm -hmm. Her quirk, like her character, is literally to want to consume someone and become them. And hey, she got some blood from Deku with that one scratch that I talked about last episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we don't know how much of Uraraka or Kami's blood, for that matter, she has at the moment. So these are now all cards that are in play and could come up at any time now there is an information leak somewhere so we cut to a few hours prior um to a very loaded conversation with all for one and all might in tartarus um you can see that a guard uh that the guard uniforms do look like shiketsu's like i said um last episode mm -hmm. um all for one is a fucking smug motherfucker. He's like he's like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable right now, since he doesn't have a quirk. For someone who ain't have eyes, he can see a lot of shit. He's the only potato with no eyes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Something that I did like with this encounter is how chatty they do make him though. Mm -hmm. Um and like the fact that he even says in like one second, um, you know, I, I think that all might makes a comment about how chatty he's being. He's like, Don't flatter yourself. I just haven't had somebody to talk to and like that is like the realest thing with villains i feel like because a lot of times it's like you'll go see them and they're still being like quiet blah 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 blah. but this guy is just like ready to fucking go because yeah. he's like oh man i haven't had anybody to tell how smart i am lately <laughs> yeah so. well and additionally too he like he thinks he's winning right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's convinced he's gonna get out at some point blah 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 so he's like He's like in the waiting game. So he's just like, so All Might, how, how is everything going? What have you been eating lately? Mm -hmm. And shit like that. I love it. I'm getting enough fiber. <laughs> you you um, look weak. Clarice. <laughs> I like, uh, I, I was like weirdly impressed with the like security stuff on him. Like how seriously they're taking that because like. Mm. This is the, this is the most intense prison like in the world in this universe. Yeah. Like I, I am like. I, my thoughts go to like every other piece of like fucking superhero media I've ever consumed where it's like, okay, well, big bad villain went to prison, but he broke out because the security wasn't good enough. I'm like, nah, they'll kill this fucker. Like they have no hesitation. <laughs> this is like Magneto in the plastic thing, right? right? right like this yeah. is, uh, this reminds me of that a lot. The, I was like, you know, abolish prisons, but like good job, I guess, <laughs> you know, they did good with what, you know, right. you, we yeah. know, we yeah. know. Um, so you said like, you know, why not kill him? Right. Like, so I've heard this said before where it's like, why didn't they just kill all for one? The hero commission and Tartarus are not related. So they like the general public are not aware that this is like the ex ruler of Japan, basically for like 150 years mm -hmm. from the shadows. So he also has information about the league potentially, but he's not spilling it right now. So I just wanted to say this because people say similar things about like Endeavor and the abuse stuff with his family. Like how didn't, how do people still like him when, when he's abusive? It's like, Hey bud, 
the people in this world don't watch My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. so they don't know all of this stuff. They don't read it or watch it. So anyway, can you tell that I'm on anime TikTok now? Really what? With these, these incorrect ass <laughs> opinions. Really what? <laughs> that is one of the wildest things with like all media is when people are like, I don't understand how like they're still a part of like this group or the society or people like them and blah, blah, blah. And it's based off of stuff that we, the reader or watcher know. And I'm like, you got to understand perception. Yeah. Like, do you really think that Johnny, whatever the fuck is like the guy with the like, like ninja stars on his head that talked to Deku in the first episode is just like, <laughs> wow, I can't believe Endeavor abused his children, all four of his children that he had and sent his wife to an insane asylum. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, I'm cool with him being the number two hero. You think people are really like yeah. that? No, dude. No, dude. This isn't the games industry. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. All Might in his old costume is like a fucking powerful statement. And it's like, it's so cool just seeing him there. And he just, he doesn't treat it any differently. He's like, I'm here in my hero outfit because I'm a hero. And like, I don't know. All Might probably put half the people in Tartarus into Tartarus. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's fucking wild that he's there and talking to all for one. Tartarus is like a Greek myth prison where like kings and titans were and all that sort of shit. Stain is in here. Mm-hmm. Muscular is here. Moonfish is here. God, Moonfish. I just never want to think about Moonfish again. <laughs> <laughs> all for one, like, seems to know like, oh, I'm getting out. I may not even know how I'm getting out, but I will get out eventually. Big Joker energy here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And we, watching a story that we know is going to do stuff, um, we know that he's at least going to try it, but just tuck that away in your head that every time a villain is captured and sent here, that's essentially another game piece on his side of the board. Hell yeah, I love my hero Arkham Asylum. <laughs> that's, yep, that's, yeah, that is what yeah. this is for sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, parallels just between, like, Batman and my hero that are always very mm-hmm. interesting in terms of, like, the themes i mean but that's just all superhero media but Mm -hmm. like i just see it a lot sometimes with with my hero and batman and stuff and i'm like hmm, good stuff i mean for me the the main difference is these uh these main characters are interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're allowed to be it's basically like marvel marvel heroes in a dc world is sort of how i yeah think about it because dc's world is like very the heroes are paragons and they're gods and they're pillars and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but in marvel like Spider-Man just wants to go get his pizza on time. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so. like there, there's a level of relatability yeah. that the DC stuff doesn't necessarily have. And that's why I love My Heroes, because it, it combines a lot of those disparate elements into yeah. something that actually works. As, uh, as mm. one Hannah Montana once said, it's the best of both worlds. Mm. <laughs> God mm. Mm. He tells the truth here to All Might, and he's like, bro, this is all your fault. <laughs> when you tell everyone, don't worry, it's fine, because I'm here, what happens when they believe in that too much and stop worrying, and then you aren't here anymore? It's fucking decay, dude. All Might is pissed. He, like, stands up, and the guards are like, please sit down, you skeleton man. <laughs> and uh, he remembers t- uh, Gran Torino saying, like, it doesn't matter who Shigaraki is related to. You got to put him down. Mm. And All Might is like, I will not die. I can't be killed. I'm like, <laughs> good. It's, uh, this scene is so good. I'm going to mm. get emotional if I talk about it too much. <laughs> um, but, like, something that I really do love and we touched on briefly is, like, him deciding to wear his All Might costume. Um, yes. 
to the prison. And I just really love how, like, depending upon who is in control of that conversation, it's like either the sign of strength or weakness. Because, like, in all, like, for All Might, I feel like he puts it on and it's like, no, I am unwavering. I am, like, eternally All Might, even if I don't look like him anymore. Like, this is, like, part of me and my power. Um, whereas, like, for All for One, you know, it's like, oh, look at you. You're so fucking weak. Like, you can't even fit in that. Are you kidding? You're the husk of herodom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like exactly a husk. <laughs> That's perfect. Mm. Um, and so, like, it's just really good art. There's 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 a, there's a lot going on there. It's very, very. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, then he gets a text from Deku and it's all OK. He's like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> and Deku's text says, like, it's all thanks to your guidance or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> back at Heights Alliance, Bakugo tells Deku, like, fucking meet me out front. I'm going to whip your ass, bud. <laughs> We're going to have a talk about your quirk. Like we said last time, like he knows he's he's not an idiot. I don't know what the, the count is for, like, how many times we've said Bakugo is not an idiot on the show, but it's got to be high and it's always true. <laughs> I'm going to make that a shirt. I'm going to make that a shirt that just says Bakugo is not an idiot. <laughs> Bakugo is a very good t-shirt available now. Welcome to the new Big Three <laughs> drinking game. Yeah. Uh, no, we need one of those shirts that's like the projector image and it's like Bakugo is not an idiot. Y'all are just... <laughs> Y'all are just bad at watching anime. Yeah, exactly. Ida sleeping is the best thing of all time. Ida with the big snot bubble and his like, it's yeah. like, like Ebenezer Scrooge hat and shit. Oh, that's so unnecessary and like takes you out of the moment of of like, oh shit, Bakugo knows, but it's still just like <laughs> Ida, which is very good. Yeah. <laughs> Bakugo and Deku are at ground beta, the place where they first fought and Bakugo lost. Deku knows what's coming and Bakugo goes through the whole sound logic of what happened. We 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 said he knows mm -hmm. bakugo is like you're looking down on me because you have more power now and all might look down on me for not choosing me and the whole school looks down on me because i got captured and this is why they're in dorms and all might probably still looks down on me because i ended his career because he had to rescue me and he's like i feel weak feel lesser and like gifted kid syndrome this is about to boil over yep and i mean it's like on top of that too like like, why now? Like, he just failed the licensing exam. He was just proven that he's not good. Mm -hmm. Fuck. <gasps> Baby boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Baby boy Bakugo. Love him so much. I think this episode that's about to start where we are in the recap is my favorite episode of the show so far. Mm -hmm. It's it fucking good dog oh my <laughs> god it is also up there for me well let's get into it episode 61 deku versus kachan part d Bitch. right now <laughs> he's like right now i'm the only one that can understand bakugo's feelings bakugo wants a real fight he's like if you were right in admiring all might was i wrong in how i admired him and like the fucking can i be a hero too versus oh i understand i'm amazing is like like they're about they're about to clash dude let's fucking go yeah bitch when they're going back and forth through those like scenes too where it's like all might is the coolest all might always wins versus like all might's always smiling like he you know like oh my god 
<laughs> I want to basically talk less here because I know we have like all a lot of shit to yeah. say here um, unless there's like a bigger thing because it's basically like this was a good punch and that was a good punch and so was this one and that one was good too they were good fucking punches <laughs> like I like the the emotional weight of this episode is really fucking good but god damn that fight scene was good it's good they always earn their fights they always earn their fights and they're always over in a matter of a couple of real world minutes um which i really mm -hmm. appreciate god that shit oh fuck it's so good because because can you imagine how much this episode would have lost if this was like three episodes mm -hmm. yeah. like it would not you know what i mean yeah. like if they drew if they drew out these fights like if they did the dragon ball yeah exactly like i love the fact that they're like no like this is like a, a four minute long fight and like and then instead it focuses on the emotions behind this episode, which like we're going to talk about this episode on here and I'm going to be emotional and we're going to talk about how good it is. But like, I really feel like this one is just like one you have to watch and you have to feel because I feel like you can't yeah, put into words like totally like the performance of it. Like, oh, that's why I was like, I'm not going to put a lot of this into the words because like no. I, can't, I can't really like it does it to disservice. Oh, fuck, man. Just oh, it's so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I, I feel like. I feel like it, that's all I can really say about it because mm -hmm. it is like super hard to like, <laughs> I don't really take a lot of notes for the show. Like a lot of this stuff is, you know, like a lot of emotional reaction stuff for me, you know, doing a lot of first watch stuff. And I would have like, I almost fucking opened up a Google doc and just started writing shit down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Bakugo is such a good character. Yeah. People who like immediately look at him and see like that kid who told didn't tell Deku to um effectively kill himself in the first episode or second episode mm -hmm. um and then hang that over him for the entire show um or if they're reading the, the manga the entire series like that's just wild to me give me your fucking anime license give it to mm -hmm. me I'm tearing it up <laughs> what you are drawing upon is the fact that in episode two Bakugo lacks empathy and like that's what you've been introduced to is like this character who lacks empathy for others like he's an asshole but like if you have gotten through all 60 episodes of My Hero and you're still like looking at this kid and thinking that like you got to think about how much empathy you have and mm -hmm. how much understanding you have for this character because he is just a very real like fully developed character with a lot of emotional like with trauma. Yeah. <laughs> he's a trauma kid. Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. Trauma kid shirt available now. I feel like the people that say that kind of shit, they would read the Bible and they would be like, what happened to the Jesus is a carpenter plot line? They dropped that? What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. Just like the, the point, like uh, fucking like halfway through this fight where, mm. you know, they, they've been like fighting for a little bit and then he just fucking like word vomit all of his feelings at once. And it's mm. like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> like, it's really cool. Because I, I really feel like, you know, some shows they're like, oh, well, we're going to like do a cool fight and we're going to have them, you know, like try and like hash out their emotional baggage like during this fight. And it like doesn't always feel necessary. But this is literally the only way that this could have happened. Like this is exactly. the only way that mm -hmm. they were ever going to see eye to eye. Like it, it's just like it, it is just how that was always going to go. And mm -hmm. I, I think that like it was really I, I hesitate to say healthy. I mean, it is for them. I mean, sure. it's a catharsis, yeah. right? Sure, totally. Um, 
I mean, I hesitate to say healthy because they got the shit kicked out of them. Like both of them, <laughs> like th- some of those hits that Deku was landing on Bakugo, like I felt like good God. Yeah. Even like the points where uh, like Bakugo goes back to saying he's just like, like he basically tells him that he was really impressed that he went in for a punch when he was just doing kicks the entire time. Like that's a huge character moment for like their, their relationship, like Mm -hmm. going out of this episode, like their dynamic as like rivals is maybe my favorite relationship in this show. Yeah. We were talking about Dragon Ball for a second and I had like a visceral reaction because I made a video a long time ago Mm -hmm. about why the the Majin Buu saga in Dragon Ball was shitty. The Mm -hmm. second Vegeta versus Goku fight is nine episodes. Yeah. Nine of them. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why nobody remembers it beyond Vegeta doing the thing at the tournament and then doing the face. Like that's the Mm -hmm. only thing people remember because the rest of it it was like cool, but it didn't, none of it meant anything, especially because Goku was holding back like the entire time as well. It wasn't an all out fight between two people where there is like a, an actual clash of ideals in Dragon Ball. Vegeta was tired of being a murderer. Literally, he says. So. Well, and like, think of it in like you're in like personal terms, right? Like, have you ever gotten to a fight with like a partner or like a friend or whatever and, and like you have to explode them <laughs> sorry <go ahead. laughs> it's just like you start off right like having a very valid frustration and like maybe it's like like a 15 minute fight right like about this one thing but if you like if it keeps going on and on and on and then you're tired and you're there for like two and a half hours fighting about the same shit you're breaking up <laughs> well, yeah and it's like and it gets to a point where it's like you don't even know what you're fucking saying anymore like the emotion's gone it's just like now you guys are just both being assholes to each you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like it turns into that so it's like would you rather have like do you want to see that on tv not really god this episode though i think that like i'm sitting here like brainstorming mm-hmm. now as we talk about this the big thing with these four episodes, if I had to like throw a word to describe like the episode we're recording right now about these episodes, it would be mm-hmm. perception because I feel like that is a lot of what this covers. And mm-hmm. we talked, we were just in the last episode, we talked about how, um, you know, one for all was like, oh yeah. I mean, the big thing with like the, the villain factions is they're all separated. Like everybody, there's not a really a consensus. And then you jump to this episode And it's like, no, like the heroes are also like Mm -hmm. there are factions within heroes, too. And it kind of also shows how All Might being this pillar, being this symbol, people interpret this symbol Mm -hmm. differently, including heroes. Mm -hmm. Like you have Deku who sees him as like, I don't know who, who I guess projects like some of his own qualities onto what he thinks all might is like mm-hmm. the way that a lot of people do with celebrities mm-hmm. um and so he sees like the kindness and the compassion oh he's a really good guy like he's my hero blah 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 and then you see bakugo who is like he always wins he's tough he's impenetrable like i have to be like that and like they both amplify those traits and like what they don't know about this man to like make him into a larger than life legend and then feel they have to live up to that and the villains yeah. do the same shit. Everybody does it. And like mm-hmm. that's the danger of All Might, right? Is like you have this like this like monolithic, like I represent heroism. Like All I represent. And so everybody sees what they want to in that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're an icon. You're not a real person at that point. And I really, really, really like that All Might was the one to stop the fight. Yes. Um mm-hmm. because 
I, I think it was not only like good for him to be the person for those two to see like, okay, like let's talk this shit out. But also like, I think it was good for him yes. to see that in a way. Cause I, I think uh, as he's like basically, you know, grappling with his like mortality at this point, like he, I think is understanding that in a lot of ways he may have done more harm than good. And I think he is like mm -hmm. slowly starting to realize it through this and like, his conversation with both of them, like straight up, like treating them as equals and understanding like, hey, I, I failed as your teacher because like I failed to recognize what you both saw in me were two different but completely valid things. I, I really I really do like the fact that he is starting to recognize that it can't all be placed on one man. Mm -hmm. He can handle it, but that doesn't necessarily mean other people can. And, and he couldn't handle it either. Right. And because <laughs> of him, you know, essentially portraying and like giving the expectation to the world and people who look up to him that one person can do it all. It straight up, like almost entirely caused this rift between Deku and Bakugo. And he's just doing what he can to try and fix it at this point. Yeah. It's almost like when you focus on the individual instead of the collective, oh. bad bad shit happens. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, one thing that I did want to mention was the visual metaphors of the street lines are back in the in the um, final exams in season two. I mentioned like, oh, cool, they're shown on either side of the street, right? When they were fighting mm -hmm. uh, all for or, uh, all might. Um, they, this comes back again. They're they're depicted on both sides of the street like many times and when yeah. Deku decides that he's going to fight Bakugo what does he do he takes a stance and steps over that line and meets him on the other side like yeah art baby mm. um, yeah fucking another thing is fucking shout out to Cliff the English voice actor for Bakugo yeah. he kills it and like Cam I think you can now listen to the interview okay, that cool. we did with him <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. will go back and listen to that then uh, I I like I got really emotional the moment like Bakugo's voice started cracking. Yes. I'm like, mm -hmm. bitch, yes. okay. Like, oh my God. And the show's really good. <laughs> why did I end up having to chase after somebody that was always so far behind me? Like, why was I the one that ended all my, it's playing on loop in my head. And when he says his favorite, like that shit is none of that is in the subs. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. Don't. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Him, him saying his favorite yeah. breaks my fucking yeah. heart, dude. Shout out to the voice acting and script team and the directors and all that. Seriously. I, this may be from my film background stuff, but it is so big of a risk to look at this big emotional thing that's happening and say, we're going to go our own direction with that and we're going to make him we're going to make we're going to make Bakugo cry a little bit more actually like it's such a big ballsy risk thing to be like yeah. no what you did was great we're going to do our own thing in this pivotal show episode fucking rules dude we forget that we forget that Bakugo loves All Might as much as Deku does right mm. and it's it's almost entirely just because he's not the main character like yeah yeah and it's it's literally just perspective oh Ooh. stars above <laughs> and and him knowing that he's the reason that all might yeah beefed it is it this kills him that would hurt anybody like it, it, imagine like just thinking the person that you look up to the most like imagine you are the reason for them just like maybe not being around anymore and you just have mm -hmm. to live with that like man 
This is how Elon feels for crashing Dogecoin. No, uh... <laughs> Sorry, do you want me to do another Dale Earnhardt Jr. joke? <laughs> or a cryptocurrency joke? These are the flavors. I... No, I feel like something with Bakugo 2 that's so sad in this is like, not only does he feel responsible for his hero being basically forced into retirement because he doesn't know the whole situation. Right. Like in his mind, it was like, no, like I did that. Like that was on me. Um, it's like now he feels like this person who he spent his whole life wanting to live up to. He can't even live up to that shadow anymore because no. he's consistently fucking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like in his mind, he's like, I thought that like. Like, I thought him and I were the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what he thought. He saw All Might as this character who's like, I always win. I'm always strong. He thought they were the same person. Mm -hmm. I'm like him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like him. Like, he he's just like me. Like, we would be best friends. You know what I mean? Maybe not like that. But, like, the way that you do with certain people, you're like, oh, man, like, I see so much of myself in my hero. Blah, right, blah, blah. Right, Um, And now it's like, no. Like, he he's not like me. And I can't even live up. He's like the way that I perceived him isn't real. He's not that anymore. Like the ghost that I imagined that I was trying to live to live up to mm -hmm. isn't real. Like what, like what am I doing? I'm very happy that whenever, you know, like he starts to understand what is going on with all might a little more. I'm very happy that they didn't just still like, okay. He's like, all right, cool. I'm good. Like, I'm very happy mm -hmm. that it, it, it's a lot more complicated mm -hmm than you would kind of imagine like a typical like narrative would allow it to be especially in an anime about little boys like what the fuck totally yeah like i like i was just the entire like first part of that fight i was thinking oh well if he just explains him everything's gonna be fine and we're gonna be good but he explains it and he's just like okay well like this still is fucking soul shattering yeah, yeah it's like i think that as an audience you kind of expect like catharsis to come mm -hmm. like after that whole thing you're like oh and now like all might's gonna hold him and like baku's gonna cry and he's gonna he's gonna give him a hug and everything will be okay but it's like bakugo feels betrayed yeah like he straight up feels betrayed sure. by this guy like by his ideas by like his childhood by how he like what he wanted to become and they're not great friends after this either too like yeah no there and there's even the like scene where all might does hug him briefly and then he pulls mm -hmm. away and i'm like bitch <laughs> oh my god and, so, and i think the thing that made that hit harder because i know like that part hit hard. Yeah. It's like the fact that he lingers for a second, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not immediately like he touches him. And he's like, no, don't yeah. touch me. He accepts it for that moment. And then he is like, God damn it. But like, I still this still hurts. Like, I'm still upset with you. And he can't. To your point of, oh, I, I had my perception of him wrong. Like I was chasing this ghost. It, what, what I immediately thought of was, well, he is right in, in a weird way, too, because he ended up mm -hmm. being weaker than he thought and so did all might right so that mm -hmm. is also a realization mm -hmm. for him of just like oh yeah my hero is nothing i also just failed at being a hero fuck um yeah but also mm -hmm. deku hitting that railing made me say ow in real life yesterday <laughs> yeah <laughs> man oh fuck he hit that and i'm like he, is he good? Like, <laughs> is he? You knocked your fucking C four out of your neck, dude. That didn't work, dude. Oh um, man! So yeah. he 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 didn't. Oh. Uh, Deku's like, I gotta stop thinking. He raises his percent from five to eight, which doesn't seem that much, but that's a sixty percent improvement, like from five. Mm. So that's like, you know, from where he's at, that's crazy. Um, uh -huh. I think it also rules that Bakugo immediately noticed that. Mm -hmm. like he is 
honestly sometimes more perceptive than Deku, who is like known for his perception, you know? Yeah, of course he is. I can't oh, wait for you man. to listen to the interview with 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 Cliff because he says all of this shit. Good. <laughs> yeah. After after the interview, Jess and I were like hashtag the big three was right <laughs> dude i'm gonna make that shirt dude um <laughs> so the foley work here like this the like sneakers squeaking on the ground and shit mm-hmm. and like the clothes like flapping mm-hmm. in the wind and shit the black backgrounds just like when bones starts uh animating cubes whenever there's a black background you know shit is about to pop the fuck off yeah. or is in the process mm-hmm. of popping off all the little details from the lightning coming off of deku and like arcing onto bakugo's face yeah and like deku's shirt flowing in the air because he's fucking jumping and bakugo's explosions sparking and starting it's not like a one frame it explodes it's just like spark 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 mm-hmm. spark spark and then it explodes it's like, honestly, I, I okay, so I mean, we're about to rewatch season four, so who knows? Maybe I'll watch season four and be like, that was the best, <laughs> like, fight scene, blah, blah, blah. This is my favorite in the series. It rivals, like, the movies as far as, like, the attention to detail put into sure. the movies to make those scenes stand out. And, like, it, like, to me, like, I don't know. I, I agree with Cam. Like, Cam said, this is, like, my favorite episode so far. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> this is also mine. Like, yeah, <laughs> definitively my top three are in the next season. But this is mm. this would be in the top five for sure, for sure, mm. man. It, fuck. Man. <laughs> Originally, when I was like thinking of like, oh, we're doing the big three and rewatching all of this, I was like, man, when All Might loses his powers, that's gonna be like that's like the best episode, and I'm gonna be a baby and blah blah no. blah. And it's a fantastic <laughs> episode, and I was a baby, but then I watched this, and I'm like, like the reason why that episode with All Might was so emotional is because of just like how heavy it is Mm -hmm. right like on the whole series and how impactful it is on the whole series and on deku and like but like with this it's like it's the art it's the performances it's like like everything about this episode is just like fucking it's firing on all cylinders yeah absolutely before before we like be done with this like fight like my favorite thing from deku is like my idea of victory is tied up in the image of you that's why I was chasing mm-hmm. after you for so long. I wanted to see what you would become because I knew you were amazing. And that's why I wanted to beat you. The incarnation of victory. His name is Katsuki. Mm-hmm. The word for win is in his name, literally. <laughs> like, Good. But then Bakugo grabs him, flips and says, I won't lose and does a fucking reverse rocket onto the ground. That was sick as fuck, mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> it was so fucking good. The, the fight ends uh, on the side of the road that Bakugo was yeah, on, too. Yeah. So, like, art school, my, my film degree is on fire right now. Also, just shout out to that entire fight. You also hear Bakugo's internal monologue. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think this scene would have been... I think it still would have been unbelievably effective at what it was doing, but I think that just, like, was the icing on the cake there. Him screaming, mm-hmm. I won't lose, is so crazy. Yeah. And then, oh, and then after the fight, saying, like, well, fuck, man, how, how could you lose? Yeah, he was in, in a way he was testing Deku like in yeah. and like in 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 some way, shape or form. I don't think he would have accepted any outcome because he's Bakugo. But like, sure. I think in in some vestige of his mind, he wanted Deku to win to show mm-hmm. him that things were going to be OK. But if anybody can beat All Might's successor, then what hope is there for, for the world? Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to, like literally like I understand his being incredibly disappointed at winning that fight because Literally, it's just confirming that 
okay, everything I have known about everything I've ever done in my life up to this point is a lie. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting, too, because like with Bakugo, he is someone who's so focused on victory and winning and being the best. And like he's so passionate about like like discipline. You know what I mean? And like for him, it's not just like I want to be the best in an asshole way. It's like he wants to be he wants to be the best he can be for other people. And he doesn't really know how to be like the nice, smiling, charming, you know what I mean? He's not like that. He's not like that. But like, he knows that if he can be the best hero, that is how he will best serve the world around him. Mm-hmm. And so like for him, like this kind of goes to show that, right? Like he's not about this. And like, I want to win because I'm better than you. Fuck you. Like that might be the words that are coming out of his, like his mouth, but like, it's more about like, like seriously, like you, you got you passed this licensing provision test you you have the blessing of like the greatest hero Mm -hmm. and like like what are you doing for the world like you can't even beat me like what like how are you serving people so i think it's it's like this goes to show you it's more than just like i'm gonna be the best i want to be the winner i'm the victor like it's it's a lot more than that for him it's more about like ideals and values and like contributing what you can and like he thinks like i don't think that he thinks you know deku is like shitty for just because he's weak right like i think it's more like you could be better like that's what he it's it's potential he sees potential in deku and that's what drives him fucking crazy he's like why aren't you doing more with that and when he didn't have a quirk i think he was like i can't hang out with kids that don't have powers like i i'm i'm different and Mm -hmm. then now once he has power like you said he's disappointed that he won because like you know deku what the fuck you're all might now how did you lose against him? I'm 15, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I absolutely love that he does not for a minute. Like, it is not a personal thing against no. Deku. Like, at all, like, all of this conversation mm-hmm. and, like, all of this, you know, conflict happening, like, that, you know, ex- literally exploded in this scene. Like, it's nothing about Deku. It's literally just, like, he, mm-hmm. he just, like, takes that information. He's like, okay, you've got All Might's power. You've got All Might's power. Fucking prove it. And that's mm-hmm. just the language that he mm-hmm. speaks. And and I think Deku realizes, all right, like, let, let's let's fucking go then. Like about halfway through this fight, Deku realizes, all right, we got to do this. Like there is no other option. And I and and I, I there's like a level of respect. Yes. For mm-hmm. between both of them as the fight goes on that I think was really, really, really good. Like the, I think a lot, like we keep going back to the disappointment that uh, mm-hmm. Bakugo is feeling about, you know, the outcome of that fight. Like he wouldn't be so disappointed if he didn't like, it's not that he really like, he's starting to respect Deku, but he respects that power mm-hmm. so much. And it's, it's kind of like him being like, oh man, like this, this power is nothing. Like what, what is happening here? Well, and like the way that I kind of like think of it too, to humanize it more is like, imagine like you're somebody who's either like musically gifted or like athletically. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, let's say you, you grow up and, and you're like, man, like I'm naturally like kind of fucking good at guitar or I'm kind of good at baseball. Like mm-hmm. I would really like to be like an all-star player. Like that would be so cool. And look like this musician or all-star player is like someone who I see myself in and is really cool. And then you have this kid next to you who like, you know, on the playground is just like making little dirt mounds. And he's like, yeah, I'm also going to be an all-star player or like, you know, guitar player or whatever. And you're just like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of, that's how he grew up. And then, and then he reaches this point and he has repeatedly like been fucking booed off like you know the stage yeah. at these you know like nights where he's like going out and playing guitar and this kid 
who never put in the same work that he did now has this fucking idol, this guy, like this, like all-star baseball player, all-star, like guitar player, personally teaching him how to do what he did Mm -hmm. and like still can't do better than him, even though he's repeatedly just been like shat Mm -hmm. on by society and like, and has failed repeatedly. Can you imagine how demoralizing that would be? Like how disappointed, like, like, why aren't you a better teacher to this kid? Like, why is this kid who like didn't put in the work that I did, like getting all of this? Like, why do people love him so much? I think of all of the people in this fight and maybe in like out of everybody in the show right now, I think Bakugo Mm -hmm. takes the responsibility on him the most seriously out of anybody. Absolutely. And it really fucking shows with how everything plays out in this scene. And I'm, I'm really happy that... Like, uh, All Might at the end when he stops the fight is straight up just like, I should be fucking begging for y'all's forgiveness right now. Like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. this is all my fault. And I'm, I'm really happy that he recognizes that because All Might's also not a stupid dude. No. Like, he no. he recognizes, oh, fuck. Like, I did, I did a big, big, bad doo-doo time <laughs> and just... And they're so fucking lucky. And this is another thing when people try to give Bakugo shit, they're so lucky that Bakugo takes this so seriously, like Cam just said, and is so responsible that he's like, no, like, I'm not going to tell anybody this. That would be horrible for everything, not just for you guys, but for literally our society. Our society might collapse if people know this information. And then when they're walking side by side with Deku, he even looks at Deku. He's like, I can't believe you fucking told me. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that you couldn't keep your mouth shut. Like, you had one job. <laughs> like, you're not even doing... Well, actually, you have two jobs. You're doing one of them poorly, but this was your other job, and this was easier, and you can't even do that. It's really, really, really good that if you look at maybe every single character in the show, Bakugo, I think, has his head, like, on a little straighter than every single yeah. other person. He just mm-hmm. understands things, but he doesn't, like... He doesn't have to talk about that stuff a lot because he doesn't fucking see a point in it. He's just like, all right... Here's the goal. We're going to get it fucking done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. Anyway, Bakugo is the best character. (laughs) This show is so fucking good. (laughs) This show rules. It's it's such a good show. I want to transition out of the fights and and back into the the structure stuff. But I I was like, I knew that this was not this. I knew that this was going to turn into this no matter what I had written. Yeah. So I was like why i'm just ain't gonna write shit i'll let them talk i'm gonna sit here <laughs> <laughs> i'm standing motherfucker <laughs> um i i just love that all might is like listen your thing is saving people to win your thing is winning to save people and you both need to learn from each other and take a little bit of each other's shit because that's how both of you that's how deku you're gonna stop thinking and start just doing shit because you want to be the best not just because you want to save people and bakugo you need to stop cussing at elderly people (laughs) it's like bakugo buddy maybe maybe work on that bedside manner a little bit you know maybe maybe, yeah um I, i i like that it boils down to like He's like, yeah, one of you has drive, one of you has more drive, one of you has more heart, and you need to learn from each other. And I think at that point, like throughout that fight, they really come to understand that about each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even in the like the licensing exam, like we see how both of those things negatively impact both of them Mm -hmm. because Deku is always like, like, you know, I would say thinking with his heart, feeling with his heart, whatever you want to say, like. He also walks up to somebody in that test and fuck it and fucks up because he's like, oh, God, like, you you know, like this is a bad situation, like rather than keeping like a a straight face on Bakugo just goes the complete opposite direction and is just like overly like get over it. You're fine. You're not essential. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they both 
don't know how to go about this in like a healthy way yeah yeah they lean way too far on either side and that's why they constantly butt heads um and that's why like this episode is really important because it's saying like you guys need to figure out how to coincide like coexist and coincide those two feelings that you have and and like become a good hero because right now it ain't working too too much divisiveness is happening <laughs> this yeah. show's this show's good so good fuck bakugo needs to care more for the weak and the collective and deku needs to use his strength more readily and be yeah. more of an individual so mm-hmm. the themes of exceptionalism versus collectivism not one or the other it's it's one it's a cyclical thing of i need to be a better mm-hmm. I, I need to be an exceptional individual to benefit the collective to make the collective yeah. make better individuals so yeah and then we get fucking All Might's theme on piano during this yeah. part. I don't know if either of Fuck, you noticed man. that. But yeah. That... Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think I'm correct in that we never hear the All Might theme. Like, like the bump, like we never yeah. hear that again, I don't oh, think. Oh, my God. Um, but we will hear different versions of it on different instruments, and it'll kill you every time. Oh, it fucked me um, up when that started playing. I'm like, oh my god when they walk away they're still on other sides of the road but they're headed towards the same destination mm. fucking yeah film that's not how yeah. cars work but you know whatever yeah um the show is so good they've mended their relationship through understanding but they haven't changed who either of them are which i think is like very important about as important as nightcore aizawa um is to jess with, with the ponytail yeah. and the he's sitting there with his little tablet on the side and shit. how was uh how was, did that, that do anything for you jess or my emotions were already high and then i saw that and i was like sir sir she's going into cardiac arrest <laughs> okay i do have to say though there is a line there is a fucking line in the last episode in episode 60 where um like the the little like siren goes off alerting like you know Aizawa mm-hmm. like homeroom teacher your kids are your kids are fighting and I love that he he's sitting and I was gonna say he wakes up but he's not even he's he never sleeps know, he doesn't fucking he's, sleep he's yeah, just so fucking he's, on Twitter just shit posting sitting, late into the night yeah yeah he's sitting on like fucking Microsoft Word it looks like he's making like a rubric or so he's yeah. like fucking working on the syllabus for yeah. his class or something and he's he's his first thing is he's like who would be stupid enough to sneak out and I'm like sir. I love you. I worship you. But please realize every single one of your students is stupid enough yeah, to sneak out. Every one of them. The only one that wouldn't is Ida. Yeah. And Ida yeah. did last season. Did. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, sir, it could literally be any one of those 20 children. Yeah. And you know this. I know you know this. Do not act surprised right now. Um, All Might is like, don't go too hard on them. This He says in Japanese... This is a fight that happened as a result of the failure of adults. Damn, All Might, did you listen to this podcast? Because holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Very in, astute. In, in, I think in the the dub, he basically says, like, they're doing this because of the failure of their teacher. Let me mm-hmm. go take care of it. And I'm like, I mean, mm. yeah, you're right. So <laughs> in uh, in Japanese, Bakugo uses the first person pronoun Ore and Deku uses Boku. Ore basically is like considered rude and self-important and masculine and stuff like that. And Boku is more like a, a young hopeful boy thing so it's like it's just cool that they they all speak differently and i think that's one of the things that unfortunately you can't really do you can't convey that in other ways other than tone um in english like we don't have like a different first person pronouns for like different connotations it's just it's just me and i like Mm -hmm. uh then we get the best post credits of the series i don't know if either of you saw this but um deku and bakugo are cleaning up and as deku 
Deku's like, so how did you like my shoe style? <laughs> and, and he's he's silent for a minute and he's like, your moves were too predictable. This is the third mm. person that tells him in, in the show that his moves are too predictable. This is a, this is a problem with Deku that will bite him in the ass later. I think this is the one that's going to stick more, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could feel the fear after he said that. And like, just like on his face, you know, and like having had conversations like that, you know, like the moment you say something, your internal monologue, is just like, oh, fuck, I fucked this up. I just ruined mm-hmm. everything. Oh, shit. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he says something and like, man, like, fuck this. Oh, God. It's like when you started punching, it really pissed me off, which is basically like Bakugo knees for not bad. That's the highest compliment. Yeah. Pretty good anime. Pretty good anime. That, the fight scene, like, I was like, man, this relationship is fucking incredible. But, like, that little post credit scene was just like, okay, they are now my, like, favorite, like, mm-hmm. their their rivalry is my favorite, like, relationship in this show, period. Yeah. Um. But, hey, do you guys want to meet Tintin? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, uh, going into this next episode, I'm like, wait, there's still, sh- there's still episodes in this season? That is a season ender we just watched, buddy. It really is. It really is. My Hero does this thing where the season is over and then they'll do two episodes that are like a coda on it. Yeah. And like a setup for the next season. These next two episodes did not feel like the end of season three. They, se- they felt like the prologue to four. No. Yeah, absolutely. When season three ended, I remember when it said like, con- like to be continued in fourth season, I went, oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Went- <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not okay. Yeah. Um. So before we get to meet Tintin, we're going to have a little field trip with Twice. Um, what he says, in, at least in Japanese, is uh, what's important to know is to know well who you are. The sub and dub are super different in this episode. Um, in the dub, the voices are like totally different. He's got his goofy voice and he's got yeah. his normal voice. In Japanese, the, it's just his internal monologue. That rules. Um, and in the subtitles for the for the the dub, they label him as twice. In the sub, it is a yeah. mystery until he puts his mask on. Mm. Yeah, they in the in the dub they label it as like the the other voice is twice, and the first voice is what his actual name is that I do not mm. remember. Gene, yeah, Buba Gawara, yeah, yeah. Um, like, and I I just I'm like that's kind of a little botch there. Like, I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's better mm. to leave it up in the air a little bit but it's still fine i'll forgive him after the last episode it's yeah. fine <laughs> and this episode's good too yeah but, um, like this episode started and i'm like i didn't fire up yakuza did i like <laughs> you're about to meet some yakuza this is a fucking shirtless dude just fucking staring out the window smoking a cigarette i've played that game before <laughs> he is smoking an american spirit uh cigarette which confirms that he is a hipster <laughs> in in <laughs> japanese he's like i'm smoking natural american spirit which i'm like i just love the japanese like i love the subs because they'll just drop like real brands and shit i love how weirdly Mm. specific shit like that is that's always something i really like that certain like shows do i i went i went to school with so many people like him that are smoking american spirits yeah you went to film school exactly so i'm just like when he says that he's doing that i'm like of course of course i knew somebody in film school with like a scar on his head that only smoked american spirits and people watched (laughs) i was largely in music school and we and like everybody there just smoked what they could find and drink everclear like it's completely different yeah (laughs) by the way don't uh just 
Oh, God. <laughs> what I love about like these little like two episode codas is like none of it has anything to do with the OP or the closers at all. So like if you meet a new character, it's like, oh, shit, who is that? Because I don't I didn't see them in the OP and I don't like you don't have any of that sort of like micro spoilers of like relationships. And if somebody's a good guy or a bad guy, all that kind of shit. It's it's really cool. Um so it's a few weeks after the Camino Ward incident uh, and the unrest is starting to become palpable on TV. Endeavor is not well liked in general, which makes sense. Um, and the public is basically losing faith in heroes. The newscaster, Mr. Miyagi, suggests that they should report like more positively on heroes and say how things can change in a practical way and not be so doom and gloom. Um, Mr. Miyagi has a little backstory where his quirk is just to have horns. That's it. Um, he cut one off though, to appear more balanced and not biased towards heroes and quirks. Like, okay. He's All like, right. I, and that's why twice sure. is like, I like you, Mr. Miyagi, you know, what's going on. <laughs> I'm just like, that's really, that's just really a cool <laughs> detail of just like, just like even this stupid newscaster from like, a, like a one-off TV show that you see like three times, he has a whole backstory and like he cut, he did this and that it's so cool. Twice is like, to me, Endeavor just looks like a fucking just normal ass dude that's pretending to be a hero rather than an actual hero. And uh, <laughs> I like that observation a lot. Yes. The search result, Moogle, um, <laughs> shows that people are searching for Endeavor scary, Endeavor crime uh, resolution, and Endeavor kids, which is very interesting. Mm. Um I know one of those. <laughs> Twice calls him the symbol of weakening heroes, which is like very like, oh, dang, did you listen to this podcast too? Um, What's up, Twice? Thanks uh, thanks for your support. Appreciate thanks, you. Buddy. Thanks for your sub. Rate, uh, rate five stars on iTunes. Uh, thanks for the bit donation from Twice. <laughs> yep. Um, it just says, fuck yeah. <laughs> Text to speech. Um, and he's like, weakening just doesn't have to do with strength. It has to do with heart. Mr. Miyagi knows what he's talking about i'm just like fuck that's so like yeah, i love love the karate just, kid just like yeah exactly just to know that twice is like a dude that like watches the news and like knows the personalities of of newscasters yeah. is like such a a wild detail but it, if i it, didn't already love him before this episode i'm like yeah twice rules yeah i was like cam is gonna love this episode <laughs> this episode's great mm. it's great it's a good episode yeah. he takes a walk then and, and basically lays things out um that that have been hinted at before like all might being gone and a power vacuum and villains coming to the surface and being more bold blah 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 just then a needle nose dude steals an entire cash register counter from a store a in, in english a pirate hero steps up to stop him <laughs> um, but then he gets his booty plundered by the other members of the needle nose squad which is the reservoir dogs and I just love that in English, he's like, your, your villainous days are over. It's like, you're a pirate, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates weren't cool people, man. <laughs> nah, dog. And like twice is like, if everyone's running a red light, it makes it less scary um, for you to run it as well. And like, that's some good media literacy twice. That's yeah. some good shit. Mm -hmm. like, and that is, that is the easiest way to explain how and why society is collapsing so far. Something that I like that we see in this episode, too, is we see Twice's kind of backstory as far as like him splitting off into the multiple uh versions of himself and like the bloody aftermath of all of that and then immediately after that he talks about how like you know ever since then I felt kind of crazy and there's no place for people like me in society and it shows the other people are kind of the same way and then you think about Shigaraki and how Shigaraki 
had a scene that looked very, very, very similar to that bloody aftermath, this kid who like didn't know what the fuck was going on. And in both of these scenarios, and then it makes you imagine as you see like these other villains who are painted in the same light, like what did they go through that they weren't protected from, or they won't, they were, they didn't receive aftercare from, you know? Um, Or did a villain, did a villain save this person instead of a hero? And now he idolizes the villains. Yeah. Which is something that we'll meet later. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, we know in Shigaraki's case, you know, one for all came and, and took care of him and kind of like raised him as a child. Um, but yeah, it just, it just shows you, and we talk about it a lot, how much society lets these people down. But if you're somebody who, who goes through a situation, that's not, I don't know. It's like, you see these people on the streets, right. Who get abducted and it's this whole grand like show of these people show up and they save them and blah, blah, blah. But like, what about like these incidents that happen in people's houses Mm -hmm. at night when no one's around and no one's there to help them? You know, it's like, it's always for the flash and it's never for the people who need it. And that's the theme of the show. <laughs> yeah. So choice is like, hey, we're we're recruiting villains, um, and we need, but they need to have more purpose, right? They need to be like us and have like, you know, they need to know the kinds of shit that Jess just talked about, right? They need to know about like the cracks in society. They can't just be running the red light because they want to get home quicker. They want to run the red light because fuck the red lights, fuck all lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he calls, he gets a call from uh, Jiren, the smoker broker, midnight toker from uh, before. And like, I love how twice genuinely cares how he's doing. Like he asks how he's mm-hmm. doing. And then like Jiren moves moves beyond that point and then twice is like no i asked you how are you doing it's like whoa yeah (laughs) it's like very um yeah and that's not me reading too far into things like twice loves the league like it is Mm -hmm. it's like a found family thing basically that that evolves from that yeah it's like just every thought that he'd ever had it's like an organization that believes in what he does like it believes in the same shit he does so yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah he thinks that they're saving people yeah, and it just goes to show you, too, like, I mean, we talked about all of this is perception, blah, blah, blah. Like, these people just want to belong also. Mm-hmm. They they want that sense of belonging. They want to feel like they're doing something good, too. And it goes back to the first episode when we see All Might and One for All kind of, like, facing off in, in Tartarus. And, you know, One for All is straight up like, I don't know why you're still asking me, like, why I'm doing this. Like, we've had this conversation before. You're just straight up not going to fucking understand what I'm like. You, you don't get it. Like- I've fucking told you, bud. Like, (laughs) you just don't want to listen. Yeah, like, if by now you have not, like, understood my intentions, like, we've been doing this for how many years? You're never going to get it. And, like, so we're seeing, like, these villains, like, everybody has their own ideas to, like, what they're doing and how it's right. You know, it's not like some people, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a couple people who are like, nah, I just want to be a fucking asshole. Why not? (laughs) Right, right. Um, But, like, everybody has their reasoning. And so, like, it's really nice when we see these episodes that follow, like, a villain and we kind of see like like nothing about twice really from this like you think he's a bad guy mm-hmm. right he's a guy who fucking wakes up and has a cigarette and watches the news he checks in on his friends to see how they're doing like he goes through like this whole like fucking tragic thing that happened to him and is like yeah like i guess this is why like i'm this way cuz like i don't really know how else to exist here because like you know nobody fucking likes me yeah. so you know what i mean like nothing about him is like i wake up every day and i choose to go fucking kick puppies you know yeah it's like it's like it's almost like you never know like what somebody's been through yeah like yeah. yeah so jiren is like like oh dude i'm i'm great like so many people are buying shit for me i've got like 19 phones here one of them's got rabbit ears it's very funny 
Don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm great. But hey, Shigaraki wants to know where Dobby is. And Twice is like, I don't know. Yes, I do. He doesn't actually. But his brain is like starting to fucking really tweak him out. And so Jiren is like, mm. all right, bud, I'll talk to you later. You seem to be having a bad day. <laughs> and so we see the league all around Japan. Casual clothes spinner. Very good. It's very good. I want wow. I want to be him. It's it's very if I could just have like fucking purple rabbit's hair, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Um Big Sis Mag meets with a played for laughs trans character, which fucking sucks. Yep. Um and Dobby's doing some big murders. Dobby killed the shit out of those guys. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I think Dobby has killed like 38 people or something like that in total. The fucking line that he says is like all right, well, like, he, he just, like, judges them as not worthy, so he's just like, all right, y'all are just going to be, he's like, you guys are going to be fuel for my flames. I'm like, bitch. He's got a, he's got some <laughs> shit to work through. He sure does. <laughs> so we get his his backstory, right, for twice. He puts his mask on, and he's like, so I'm twice. My quirk is twice. I can copy anything. Um, I used to make copies of myself to basically have a gang consisting of just me, but they all rebelled, tied him up, fought for nine days killing each other and when the dust cleared he was like wait am i a clone what it mm-hmm. wait a minute am i am i me um the clones all fall apart after like the equivalent of a bone being broken is is the rule that we get later um mm-hmm. from him so his cut on his forehead wouldn't have done that it's just a bad cut it's not a, like a broken bone mm-hmm. nothing that threatens like the structural integrity of him so Twice avoids getting uh, hurt as much as possible because he knows that there's a chance that he is not the real him. Um, this is why he does not make copies of himself anymore. Not having a strong grip on yourself and avoiding pain couldn't be me. Um, so there <laughs> is, there, like, I, I just love that he has, like, a moral compass to himself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, not going to make copies of myself. I'm not going to do that anymore. He's like literally traumatized by himself. Reasonably so. Like. <laughs> but yeah, like twice finds the reservoir dogs all melted into a truck and the and the ground um, and a gang with plague masks on. And the leader of which speaks next to his muscle and his right hand man saying these people are sick and he needs to make them better. Another crony says that they should leave and calls him overhaul. This is his name. Twice sees this and recognizes overhaul as somebody they should recruit because he has like some actual convictions and a good costume good costume yeah and he says what's important is to know well who you are which is like nice little uh, bookend anyway back to the 15 year olds um <laughs> monoma from class b is berating 1a for the the kids failing and kirishima's like well monoma you failed at the finals at, before camp so like you probably failed too huh and he's like actually we all passed looks like when you're not fighting terrorists you can do pre-calc huh <laughs> like <laughs> I love how much he sucks. <laughs> they just Ooh. like lean into that and I love it. Half of season five so far has been just him being a piece of shit. So. Good. <laughs> the best thing about it too is it's like he's never any better. <laughs> no, great. I don't want him to get better. I, do, I don't, I don't want, want him to, him to, get to either. Yeah. No, like No, it's so this is like the one time that he ever has the higher ground. Yeah, no, he's he's riding <laughs> high on that one too. Time. I like largely, you know, like having very, you know, like fleshed out characters like is obviously preferred and like, you know, having like characters yeah. with depth is awesome. But sometimes you just need a flat character that's an asshole and that's all it is and that's fine <laughs> like whatever 
Pony Sunatori is the is the horse girl that starts talking to literal horse girl that starts talking to them. Yeah. So it's like, oh hey, Vlad, our Vlad King, our homeroom teacher, the blood control guy, told us that we're going to be doing some combined classes with one A this semester. This is what season five is about. Pony is from America and speaks English sometimes. Monoma uses this to make her say rude things in Japanese without knowing it. This is completely lost in the dub, unfortunately. Like, mm -hmm. they, they dropped the English thing entirely. And when we get to season five, I'll have a big, like, rant about it. Because it, cool. it, it I, I, I never like to call things lazy, but it just seems like they just did not do the work to make her, make her yeah. scenes make sense <laughs> in the dub. But yeah. we get a Shinso cameo. And guess what? He's ripped now. <laughs> Fucking jacked. I literally was sitting on the couch watching this with Andrew, and I just yelled, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's been drinking protein shakes. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that he understood what went wrong at the sports festival and clearly has been working on himself to improve. That rules. Yeah. Let him into the hero course, yes. cowards. Yeah. Just kick Minette um, out. Fuck that dude. <laughs> Get a better purple hair boy in there. Don't actually fuck that dude, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Everyone is headed outside to watch the opening ceremony for the semester. Um, Nezu gives a speech about his hair, how his hair looks bad, but it's okay because he believes in the kids. He mentions a work-study program, and the first years are just like, what the fuck is that mean? What, is, what do you mean? Nezu is like, every student here is an inheritor of society. Um, it's like, well, then maybe you should have made it better for us to inherit then, huh? Anyway, I'm a millennial. <laughs> um, this makes All Might remember how Nezu proposed that he teach at UA in the first place and look for a successor. And in fact, he had someone in mind. Focus on the mm. back of a guy. Next, we see a screaming dog man scream and be a dog man. <laughs> this is Hound Dog, the guidance counselor at the school. No wonder they all have trauma. I love it um, so much. <laughs> he's a literal guide dog. He's a guide dog. That's the joke. He's just fucking <laughs> screaming and they have to translate it. That's so funny. It's so good. Oh my good. god. <laughs> uh, so a spiral hair gal taps Tintin on the shoulder and tells him about a fight between 1A students and this seems to interest him. Uh, in class, the kids are like, what the fuck is work study? As I was like, I hate, I was going to tell you guys later, but fucking whatever. I guess, I guess it's logical to tell you now or whatever. Um, it's safe for upperclassmen, but... Since everything's fucking falling apart, we got to get you kids like into being child soldiers as soon as possible. Um, so you guys are going to work on your networking from the sports uh, festival and internships and do more like intense and involved work. And then <laughs> Mike is here to teach English. And in Japanese, he says, let's fire it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love him. Back at the dorms, Deku is like. I am feeling so left behind and Edith like yells at him about it, which is very funny. And as he's taking out the trash, the wall looks at him and says, trash, am I right? <laughs> which, is very, which is very good. It's so good. Doug is like, I'm fucking losing it, dude. <laughs> How hard did Bakugo punch me? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Then the then the Tin Tin guy from before comes through the ground and is just like, Hey, bud. And he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, he's like, I weird myself out too sometimes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I love him so fucking much. Oh my God. So he's good. Like, he basically says like, you'll meet me next episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to class for Deku. He's jacked to catch up. Um, and now that he's here, Aizawa can talk about the work study program more. And to do that, there's some people that he wants the class to meet. The top three students in all of UA. The large triple. The immense triad. The trio of import. The big three. 
<laughs> we, yay, we made it. That's chappy. <laughs> That's chappy. <laughs> getting, some, getting some real boss baby vibes from this. <laughs> But yeah, so we, we're there. Now Cam knows what the big three fucking even is. We made it. I did it, everybody. Um, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're at episode 63. <laughs> now we're like <laughs> three-fourths from the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Unrivaled, or everyone sees a dude's dick and gets punched in the gut really hard. <laughs> yeah, but let's not talk about college. <laughs> Deku recognizes uh, 1010 from the sports festival last year where he beefed it and was naked for some reason. Um, the other two didn't do well at the sports festival either. So how the fuck are these kids top students and the closest to being pros? Um, first is Amajiki, who is a nervous little baby boy. And even though he imagines the class as potatoes, it doesn't work. <laughs> he asks 1010 and Spiral Hair Girl, a.k.a. Mirio and Hado, to go because he wants to go home. <laughs> He's so, I love him. He is also a sweet baby boy. He's relatable. I want to go home is his catchphrase. Good. Also. <laughs> so, Good. He's basically just Cam without a mustache. Like, like hair I know. I watched the show too, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hado speaks up. I love Hado. She she wants to know everything about everyone is is kind of her thing. She's great. Um, she's sort of like Deku in that way. Yeah. Um, she's mm -hmm. a great fighter and she's great on any team because she knows everything about everyone else she does like improvise special moves with people and shit later on it's that's it's great. really cool that's good unfortunately she is the one that gets the least play out of the three um but i love her all the same she asks shoji why he wears a mask and in the sub he says well in the past dot 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 before she moves on the answer to that why he wears a mask is because he has a kind of scary monster face and he scared a little girl a long time ago and he wears it so that he could look normal and that is sad, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. but it's true. He has like a gross, like toothy. Um, you can find it if you if you look up the like initial sketches of him. I I, I just I want like a little backstory episode with him because mm -hmm. his thing being a metaphor for how society doesn't like mutation type quirks is like it's big important in my opinion. She asked Shoto about the scar and Shoto's like, fuck off. Yeah, it's like, hey, maybe that's none of your business. Uh, Mina, if your horns break off, do they grow back? Mineta, what, what's the deal with your balls? Sue, are you a frog or a toad? Ojiro, what's with your tail? I, uh, Mineta says the one thing I ever laughed at him saying and he's like, she wants to know about my balls. <laughs> I hate him so fucking much. I, I hate I him. I tolerate him a lot more knowing that he is voiced by Tony Tony Chopper and Ray Ayanami from fucking Evangelion. <laughs> just knowing that it's her doing that voice, I'm just it's it adds <sighs> that like extra layer of of shit to it, but he still fucking sucked. I wish he wasn't in the show. Speaking of people that are annoyed, Aizawa is like, hey, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and so Mirio is like, oh, I'll fix it. And like one of Mirio's things is he does like a lot of like really fast arm <laughs> movements, which is very good. His energy is incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Even the way he like walks. Like, yeah. It's, yeah the, he's, oh. it's so good. The moment he just like started being <laughs> in these episodes, I'm like, oh, I fucking love this dude. <laughs> I was worried we hyped him up too much. No, he's fucking was, like, great. <laughs> good, good, good. No, he's he's such like a little ray of sunshine. I love him. Yes. I just love that like in it, it like. You can have the art style of Bakugo and Mineta and Mirio and like Mina 
in the same show they're all humans mm-hmm. <laughs> but like like mirio what is his deal why does he look like that i don't know he literally like before because i've like seen pictures of him because yeah you know, he's like a character in the show mm-hmm. uh, and like i've seen pictures of him but like had no idea who he was and i'm just like is that just like all my but they like ran out of time to draw the lines on his face <laughs> so they just did dot dot line <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's it's just like all Might with a fucking photo filter yeah <laughs> the anime filter on yeah um mirio is like the future's gonna be and then the kids are like what and it's like awful <laughs> which is very good and i'm like expects people to like fill that in too he's like come on you guys he oh god he's so good i love him his whole attitude even in japanese is like oops that sucks uh so god, he's, um, he's great. like i know he's like i know what to do fight me which is <laughs> very good so cut to the training dining land or tdl the kids are preparing to fight amajiki faces the wall and basically says please mirio don't hurt him <laughs> hato while playing with mina's horns is like be careful one time a student got too frustrated with class and left the hero course a long time ago i don't know like who this is but it feels like that's intentionally placed in like the bag of surprises mm-hmm. for later yeah the kids are like oh we'll be fine they wicked will not be fine <laughs> nah dog nah <laughs> i've seen an anime before they're fucked mirio's clothes immediately fall off jiro freaks the fuck out which is funny because she was the <laughs> one that freaked out when momo was naked in season one so she like jiro is a prude confirmed <laughs> that's adorable though love that for her <laughs> deku goes in for a kick and it just passes right through him he turns and he's just like, wait for the head, huh? <laughs> Squidward. And then, like, <laughs> and then like, blam, through his face go- comes uh, acid tape and the naval laser. <laughs> they missed him as well, which is so fucking funny. He's like, well, okay. And I'm going to go through the floor. And he comes out from behind Jiro, freaking her the fuck out again. Um, the kids are like, oh, shit, your quirk is super strong. But Amajiki is like, mm-mm. His power is not one to be jealous of. You should be jealous of his skill. He did work studies with a certain pro hero Mm -hmm. and honed his skills. Mm. I love that he, this is like totally like just an intro to like, no, 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 you don't understand how cool Mirio is for for later seasons where he's in Mm -hmm. fights because like he punches through Momo's shield, but punches her. It's like so, it's so fucking like that's the, that's the level of skill that he's at with shit. He beats them all up and goes, power! That fucking... <laughs> the yes. power is so good, too. I forgot about that until I was rewatching it. Like, this like this fucking kid. Where, like, he just fucking just, like, runs through and it's, like, delayed and it pops up behind him. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that they chose to make the, like, onomatopoeia thing show up behind him both times. Like, Yeah. God, it rules. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that he is yeah. so comic booky, and he is so like traditional, like flexing. Like mm-hmm. he's like All Might, right? Like he's very like he feels like a hero. Like you look at him, and you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like this is a Superman mm-hmm. type. Like it's like you know yeah, what I you mean? Buy it. You buy it immediately. And like even in this episode, Aizawa says like, oh yeah, I think that he's like the most likely to become the number one hero. Like in my opinion. But like you look at him and you buy it. You're like all you're like oh yeah, like this is like like I said, he's like that. He has mm-hmm. that sunshine personality too. Like he is that superman type and so i like that they have like the comic backgrounds and stuff with him because it like it furthers that you know what i mean he feels like a larger than life character and he's a sweetheart love him (laughs) the the kids are like oh my god he's fucking invincible and amajiki is like 
you're you're one of the mm-hmm. guys that watch like UFC and think that you could beat yeah, up a bear. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know anything, dude. <laughs> yeah, you listen to Joe Rogan. Uh... <laughs> so Mirio goes through the floor again, but this time Deku knows where he's gonna show up right behind him, and like Mirio's like ho ho <laughs> comes out of the ground. Um, but that attack doesn't work and opens him up to do an ultimate move, blinder touch eyeball crush, which is it's a bluff. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna yeah. actually touch your eyeball, but it makes you think like oh yeah. no. Yeah. It's coming towards you. He said that, and I winced a little bit. I'm like, oh <laughs> god, this kid's gonna die. It's such a brilliant move too, because like that's the thing. If you yeah. go towards anyone's like eyeballs or ears or like the first thing you do is you're like you they're you going pull away. to wince. So like yeah, if somebody's like going uh-huh. right at your eyeballs. Like there's your body instinctively. It's not even something like oh like I know it's not gonna hit you. Like that shit just you pull back. Like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your mm-hmm. body yeah. takes over and is like no 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 yeah yeah. So obviously, whoever he trained with, it made him such a good fighter that he can basically predict the future. We get another power, <laughs> which is very good. Mario punched everybody and they all fell over. Uh, the end. Good. Sorry if you got a peek <laughs> at my willy. Uh, <laughs> which is so good. It's, that's an all-timer um, line right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you got a peek. Maybe we don't put that one on a t-shirt. No. <laughs> Sorry if you listen to my podcast. He, he talks to the kids as they recover from the most savage beatdown of their lives, and they say, like, it's not fair because Mirio's quirk is too strong. And Mirio's like, bro, my quirk sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's not really something that you should be jealous of. Uh, it, it sucks, all things considered. My quirk is permeation. I can pass through any object, uh, and the warp uh, that I was doing was an application of that. I can fall into the ground, and when I cancel the quirk, mass can't overlap, physics sends me out. And I love that. Yeah. I love that it's like he's like Kitty Pride, but like mm-hmm. if he disengages his, his power inside of something, he's not trapped forever. It's like the atoms are like, no, I was here first. Get out of here, which is very good. Which is like, because yeah. I, I thought about it when I was watching this. I'm like, that's like a fucking scary thing to test, though. I That would be, it's a miracle he's not traumatized by discovering that. Yes. <laughs> I love the subtle character design stuff here because, like, he's got a lot of scars on his arms. Like, you can tell that whether it was from training or trauma, he did go through things and, like, he didn't get this far by being born amazing like Bakugo. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of work, faced a lot of setbacks. And so in other words, Mirio's character is the same as his quirk, which is that he can go through anything, um, which I fucking, fucking love that about Mirio. So when he uses his quirk, he can't see or breathe or feel. Going through anything takes like a billion steps of like, okay, so this foot over here, this over here. It's fucking, mm-hmm. I love it whenever My Hero or any anime breaks out the like chart of just like, all right, watch, mm-hmm. okay, here's this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that Kaminari was like, holy shit, if that were me, I'd forget constantly. Because I, I thought the same thing, I was just like looking, I'm like, there's no way, I would be dead in five seconds. I'd be floating <laughs> through the earth. I would be at the mantle. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in the course, like stuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I would too. Um, he's like, I don't have a strong quirk. I made it a strong quirk. And so this is another metaphor for Deku making his power his own. He Like even Deku has a close-up. He's like, turn experience into power. Break my legs instead mm. of my arms. Um, I yeah. fucking love it. He, he's basically like what I said before. He's like, I trained really hard so that I could basically predict the future. I, I, like to to a certain extent, I can know what people are going to do. 
And work study mm-hmm. means that you're a sidekick for real. Heroes watch people die and you need to face that reality. And like, that's why he's so cheery. He's not going to show up to somebody and go, ew, <laughs> he's going to help him out. Right. So as they leave, Hato is like, yo, did anybody impress you? And he's like, that fucking problem child was pretty cool. He knew that I was going to pop up behind him. I love the fact that he calls him a problem child. It is the funniest shit in the world to me. Cause like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And he's like, I bet I could introduce him to Sir. And so you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Mm. Back at the dorms, Bakugo is a maid and it's hilarious. He's like, give me your trash. <laughs> just, I love that. The, I love that he's like, give me your trash. And like somebody hands it to him and he's just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me. The kids are decompressing and relaxing and thinking about what they're probably going to go through in this uh, upcoming semester. Deku calls Gran Torino when he learns about the work studies. Deku cannot intern with him. And he's like, hey, bud, you are friends with All Might. You know he's got connections, man. Talk to him. Yeah. Like his former sidekick, Sir. Speaking of Sir, we get a cut to mm. Underboob Girl who tells Sir about movements of a criminal group, the Shie Hasaikai, a Yakuza syndicate led by Overhaul. Whoa, what a coincidence. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love Sir so much. I can't wait for Cam to meet him on our next episode, even. I guess we'll find out in season four. <laughs> Before then, Overhaul is meeting with the League. He's like, it's fucking dirty in here, dude. Which is, <laughs> like, really good. Things are about to pop off in a big way. Just as Deku and the gang are making their steps to further their training and goals, so, too, are the villains, the trusted successor, and the successor released into the wild would soon meet in the not too distant future. And y'all, y'all, welcome to the part of the mm-hmm. story that was the reason I wanted to do this show so badly. We are officially Fuck yeah. in season four at this exact second. I cannot believe we're in season four. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> That's so wild. I wrote notes about the season like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so oh, for season four, I've only seen season four once through. Um, oh I'm, my god yeah i'm yes, gonna yes, i'm yes. gonna take notes this time i'm going to so everything that we've seen so far i've seen like three times before um but season four i've only seen once so i'm gonna be really focusing and really taking notes also so i'm, I'm not gonna talk at all about what's happening or whatever because i don't even know what's happening but i have heard that the episode of my hero that came out this morning is a real fucking game changer. Yes. Um, everybody is saying it's huge. Like it. So I, I was originally going to start reading the manga like a week and a half ago, but then Andrew told me, he's like, maybe watch it because you've been watching it and maybe watch this thing happen. He's like, and then I think you're going to be like, shit, like I need to read. What I will say for you and anybody listening to this is wait until there isn't a season happening to to pick up wherever that season is i don't know when anybody's listening to this you think so yes because every season has twists and turns we've established that like this is a series where the creator knows how it's going to end it is leading to Mm -hmm. a certain thing nothing is wasted time so just watch the episodes as they come out and then when you have like a year to wait Check it out. I was planning on starting it this weekend, like starting the manga. If you want, like, I would say read Vigilantes is what I would say. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the show would, I think, be worse if I just like spoiled everything for yeah. me. So here's what I'll say. One of our bonus episodes will be me recounting an arc of Vigilantes to y'all and whether Jess is going to have read it or not. There is, cool. there's a definitive backstory for Aizawa in Vigilantes, which 
I will read. <laughs> I will read, which is going to be very important um, going into what will be season six. So one of the times we do a, a bonus, it'll be that. But welcome to oh, welcome yeah. to the fucking Thunderdome, dude. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <gasps> Everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time, we'll be talking about episodes 64 through 67. If you got this far, tweet at us, Bakugo Good. How about that? At Big Th- the Big Three MHA on Twitter. Tweet us just the words Bakugo Good if you got this far. Uh, yeah, I just set up like all of my muted words on Twitter. So if you do tweet something at me, I probably won't see it. <laughs> but let's not fucking try. How about that? huh? And of course, you can check out somegoodshows.biz for some more good shows like this one. And the the biz does stand at least for this week for business. Maybe maybe Bismuth or something mm-hmm. for the next one. It'll be Bismuth next time for sure. Yeah. I can be found at, at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at a wild Jessichu on Twitter. I can be found, I don't know. Cam, you didn't say your, your name at the beginning of this episode either. Yeah, I can be I can be found on Twitter at the Cam New Man. <laughs> I don't know. And this has this has finally been the big three. Peace. Mm-hmm.